Welcome to the Mind Muscle Connection Podcast, a show that is dedicated to educating you on applying science-based training, nutrition, and mindset strategies from some of the top minds in the industry to help you build a leaner, stronger, and more confident self. I'm your host, Jeff Hain. Let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome to this episode of the Mind Muscle Connection podcast. Today is a solo episode and I have a uh, topic that I want to go over. I think will be really helpful for a lot of people and I'm, I'm really interested in um, diving into this more. So let's talk about what it is. So how to keep your body primed to build muscle in a building phase. And the reason I, so I made this post on uh, social early in the week. So if you want to just kind of see that, um, you can go back to my Instagram, but I made this post because somebody had asked me like, how do you avoid anabolic resistance? Okay. And so basically anabolic resistance is just like your body's just not as prime for muscle growth. Okay. Um, and so it, that's what kind of, uh, gave me the idea to do that this week. And so how is this helpful for you? You know, what, what, I guess, what, what's the problem basically, right? Well, one of the biggest reasons people don't, why you don't, and most people don't do building phases is because people are scared of weight gain. It's not necessarily weight gain that you're scared of. It's more so fat gain, right? That I think that's the biggest thing. People are you're worried about gaining body fat. Um, you know, I think when people hear weight gain, they automatically associate that with fat gain, but that's not always true. Um, you know, definitely weight gain can certainly be lean body mass muscle. Uh, so it's not just body fat. Okay. So I think that's the first thing there. However, the problem is that people, what you don't realize is that your methods for building are exactly why you're gaining more body fat than you need to in your building phases. Um, you know, there's certain things that can just keep your body that can ensure that the, the weight that you're gaining is mostly muscle compared to body fat. Now, what I will say is if you're purposely trying to gain weight, some of that weight gain will be, um, body fat. But again, you know, our goal is to limit that as much as possible. And that's ultimately what people want uh, when they're building, because that's why people don't do building phases because they're scared of excessive fat gain. Okay. So what I'm going to talk about today is going to be helpful for you because you're going to learn how to be able to, how to manipulate variables to ensure that your body stays primed to build muscle so that you can limit fat gain and maximize muscle growth in your building phases. And again, keep your body primed to uh, building muscle. So Let's dive into them. Um, now, before I actually get into the actual things, I do want to go over a couple of things. So some people, as I've talked about many times here, okay, so this is important to know. Some people can recomp slash build muscle at maintenance and don't need a surplus. Um, but at some point, if you want to build more muscle, you are going to have to get in a, a surplus. Okay. So what I'm saying here is that for some of you, there's people out there that you, if you're uh, we've talked about how you can recomp and what puts you in position to do that and how you can build some muscle at maintenance. And again, not have to be in like a surplus to build muscle. Okay. So there are people like that. And again, just to give you some examples of the recomping, recomping is going to be where you could be in like a small surp, uh, deficit and still gain some muscle and lose body fat at the same time. Those are going to be people that have high levels of body fat. They're new to weight training. Um, they're coming back from a long layoff. Those are really the most common things there. Uh, people that can gain some muscle at maintenance are going to be people that have been in a deficit for a long period of time. Uh, maybe your training has been suboptimal. Uh, maybe your nutrition has been suboptimal. Maybe your sleep's really has been absolutely terrible. That's better. Um, so those are some people that can build muscle at maintenance as well. And they don't have to go into a surplus. And then again, obviously the newer you are to training, again, you're going to be able to do that. The more muscle you build, 
again, the more likely you're going to have to be, you're going to have to get into a surplus in order to build muscle. Um, However, the other important thing to note is that you still need to overload your training and make sure your intensity is there. Uh, this is what tells your body that it needs to build muscle without of it. None of this really matters anyway. Okay. So we have to make sure the training's there. Like you could have all these things in check, but then all of a sudden, like, you know, we look into it and your tra- training quality sucks. Like, well, you're just already screwed off the bat. So like at the base, this has, that has to be there. That needs to be the thing that's there because that's again, what sends that signal to build muscle. I think I, I made a tweet on this today you know, sleep and recovery and nutrition are vitally important for building muscle, but they don't matter if you're not sending a signal to build muscle because you need that. Right. Basically what I mean by is you could sleep eight hours a night. You could have the perfect nutrition, high protein, um, you know, perfect carbohydrate amount, perfect calorie amount. But if you're not weight training and, or you're like not overloading over time really doesn't matter. It's not like, that's not going to be enough to build muscle. Okay. So with that out of the way, let's dive into this. So the first thing we can do to make sure that we keep our body primed to build muscle in a building phase is have a slower rate of gain. Okay. So the quicker you gain weight, the more body fat you're going to accrue. Uh, what this means is that for every pound you gain more of that will be body fat compared to muscle. As I said earlier, you're never going to get it to where it's hundred percent muscle when you're gaining weight, but you want as much of it to be muscle as possible. So 0.25 to 0.5% of body weight per week is a good number to aim for. Um, 170 pound person would aim for about 0.4 to 0.8 pounds per week. And in building phases, I do like to zoom out and look at monthly trends. For, so for this person, it would be like 1.6 to 3.2 pounds per month. Okay. So again, we want to make sure that we're not going super quick with our rate of gain here. That's really a common mistake I see people make with this. And I think it comes back to, and, and I've definitely fallen victim of this too, where in, in fat loss, you know, you, you weigh yourself, you want to see that weight trending down. And, and that is something that's relatively linear where it's going to, you're just going to keep seeing it go down. And that's a good sign. Whereas like when you're in a building phase, it's probably not great if you see that weight trend up every single time you weigh in, because then that, to me, that's telling me that you're probably uh, gaining weight too quickly. And so it, you get into this like trap where you're like, oh, I have to see that scale weight going up. So then when it doesn't, you think, oh, I need to eat more. And I, again, I fall into that trap. So then you eat more, but then all of a sudden now you start to accumulate a little bit too much body fat. Uh, so again, we want to make sure that we go at a slower rate, because again, this is going to limit the amount of fat that we gain and again, we can't speed up muscle growth past a certain point. So again, eating in larger surpluses, isn't going to get you to gain more muscle. It's just, if anything, it's just going to get your body, uh, to be more primed for fat storage than than muscle. Okay. So really slow that rate of bound again, like I said, it is, it is tougher because you're not going to get that immediate feedback. So this is where, you know, you probably want to basically, you know, you, this is why I like zooming out and looking at the monthly trends rather than like day-to-day uh, trends. Because if you go day-to-day, you're probably going to end up getting to that point where you're gaining weight a little bit too quickly because you are going to want to see that scale weight trend up super quick. Um, this is where like tracking your body weight can be um, helpful here in building phases. So again, we want to make sure we have that slow rate of gain. Next, you want to make sure you eat a good base of whole foods uh, for your micronutrients, okay? Too many people don't focus on food quality during a build and they end up missing out on key micronutrients, right? So it's like, yeah, you're hitting the calorie amount that you need, but 
because you have more flexibility, you're adding in more tasty food and it's more processed food. And because of that, you're missing out on things like fiber, you know, uh, again, those essential, essential vitamins that we need. Think, you know, things like vitamin A, vitamin B, vitamin C, vitamin D, um, you know, magnesium, iron, all these things, all these vitamins and minerals that you need. And you're probably missing out on those if you don't have a good base of micros. And basically what's going to happen here is if you're if you are low in something, it's just, it's likely going to make building muscle tougher if you don't get enough of them in. So again, this is where I think having solid meals and making sure you're eating regularly and having a good base of whole foods is going to be super important here. You can also see where like, if, if you are low on something, you know, again, from overall health standpoint, you're not in the greatest position. And because you're not in the most you're not in the greatest spot health wise, like building muscle is going to be tough. Okay. So we want to make sure that we still get our whole foods in during this time. I, I, again, I, the big mistake here is like, because you're in a building phase and people associate that with weight gain, that's, that means that, oh, we can just kind of do whatever we want with our nutrition, but we still want to make sure we're getting whole foods in to get those micros in because they are going to play a, a role in helping you build more muscle. Another thing we can do is take lower volume phases every so often as you've heard me talk about before, your body adapts to everything you do to it. Um, and how much you train is no different. So here, what you want to do is you probably want to take a period where you drop your volume slightly, uh, periodically. Okay. Um, so this is where we'll implement with clients, something like a primer phase or a low volume phase. So maybe we'll do like three to five phases of hypertrophy style training. Well, we might be increasing the volume over that time, or again, the volume might be high, stay relatively stable throughout, but it's still higher volumes. You know, eventually your body's going to adapt to that. So then you want to take a phase where you go a little bit lower volume with your training, or you take like what we would call like an active rest phase. Um, I, I am not a huge fan of those. I, I would just rather do like a lower training volume phase, but it just really depends on what you want um, out of it. So you have a couple options there, but deloads are good too. But at some point you, you will want to take a longer period with lower volume. And so again, for most clients, this is every three to six months. Um, if you want to break it up to phases, you know, like I said, probably every three to five phases, you'll want to, like I said, you do, you do hypertrophy. I, I had that episode a few weeks back where I talked about every phase that clients will go through uh, for building muscle. And I talked about, we have our typical hypertrophy phases. Again, it just depends on the client and how long they'll stay in it. And then we have maybe a high volume phase that we'll do, and then we'll cycle back to what we call primer or low volume phase. Um, so again, we want to make sure that we're kind of resensitizing ourselves to uh, training volume. And, and the reason for this is like, if you just keep pushing that volume, it's like, you just have to keep doing more and more. And, and so basically essentially what's happening there is you're, you do become a little bit more anabolically resistant because you have to do more to get, um, to get to where you were at before. Right. So a way to keep that a little bit more sensitive per se, if I think that's the right word that we want to use there is you would take these, these lower volume phases every once in a while. Again, that's just to resensitize your body to volume. Now there's not a lot of research on this. If this is actually like the case, but you know, theoretically it makes sense. So this isn't necessarily backed by science, but this is just what I've seen with uh, my training, what I've seen, um, you know, with what other people talk about within the industry. Um, but, and, and then what I'll see with clients as well, too. I think it's always nice to have this phase where you just do a little bit less. Um, again, not backed by science. There's no, like, this is a hundred percent back. This is where like a lot of the things I talk about are backed by science, but there's also things that, you know, that we learn in the industry from other people that, you know, they'll talk about their experience with clients. You also take your experience with clients. And then again, you also use the research as well. And that's kind of how you get this, what, what we call evidence-based practice, right? I think a lot of people think evidence-based is just 
uh, oh, science, right? Oh, it's backed by science. That's evidence-based. And, and that's not necessarily the case because science isn't going to be able to prove everything, especially with um, training. So again, we have to take our experiences as well. And that that's, that's part of it. Okay. So again, this is something that can be helpful to kind of resensitize you in a way. The next thing is manage your stress. Um, stress isn't just limited to being stressed out. It's also managing your training load um, as well. And again, your body puts all stress into the same bucket. So you can't separate, um, you had a bad day at work or you broke up with your girlfriend or boyfriend um, and then training separate, right? It all goes under the same bucket. So again, one way to keep you sensitive to muscle growth is managing your stress and making sure that it doesn't get like super high for too long because the higher it is, you know, the lower you're going to be um, sensitive to the, the less the less likely you are to build muscle, the, the higher your stress is. So again, a way to keep you primed for muscle growth is keeping that managing that stress load. And again, like I said, that's, <clears throat> it's, it's training stress, nutrition, stress, life stress, all that, that plays a role. Okay. So in times when you are higher stress, you have a lot going on, you know, it's, you're definitely probably, you're less likely to build as much muscle as you would if you <clears throat> were, uh, had a little bit lower stress, so, but finding ways to manage it too, right? Like there's some things you just can't control and we do need some stress, um, obviously. So, finding ways to manage it to where it doesn't like overtake you. Like, so if, if you have a bad day at work, you know, don't let that stress bleed into everything that you do. Um, you know, find ways to, to manage that stress. Again, you do some training, but also finding ways to kind of get you in that like relaxed state as well. And to get you out of your head. Okay. Those are really kind of what we're talking about there with, with stress management techniques, but from a training perspective too, you know, take deloads, um, you know, make sure you're managing your recovery and not just training more, um, uh, nutrition, you know, this is where we don't want to just always be in a calorie deficit because we know that's going to be a stressor on the body. So again, managing that, making sure you're not always dieting for fat loss. Um, but even if you're in a surplus, like, and we'll talk about ways to, we do want to be in a deficit at some point, but even if you're in a surplus, right? Like you don't want to be in a surplus for years on end because that's where most people are at. And that is a stressor on the body as well too. Right. So we want to make sure we take time away from that. And that's, this is where we use, uh, our method of nutrition periodization that I always talk about. And so, as I said, if stress is too high regularly, you won't be as likely to build as much muscle as you could. Next thing is get good sleep regularly. If you constantly get poor sleep, you know, muscle growth will be tough to come by. Um, six to eight hours per night is a good amount to aim for. Um, again, there's been a lot of research on this. I, every time I talk about sleep, I always bring up the same study of they had two people that or two groups that uh, they put them in a deficit. They both lost weight. However, the group that was sleep restricted, um, lost more muscle mass than the other group. Okay. So again, we know that, that this is going to risk muscle loss. Um, and you can imagine that, you know, if, uh, if this is lower, if sleep is poor, like it's going to hurt muscle growth as well. Right. And one of the things too, is testosterone will probably go down because of poor sleep. And we need to, we need to make sure we have enough testosterone to build muscle. So that's, you know, one kind of way that it can potentially affect that. But we also know that muscle protein synthesis is lower days following um, sleep restriction. Okay. So that's the big thing there. That's, we know that, you know, your, your ability to build muscle is going to go down when you get poor sleep. And again, this is every time I bring up sleep, this is one that, uh, you know, people skip through, just kind of eye roll, ignore space, all, you know, think about other things, but it is super important. And if you're somebody that is not seeing results you want, like, and your sleep is poor, you're, you're shooting yourself on the foot, right? Like that, that is an area that you need to focus on and get better at. So the next thing you can do is don't go longer than six to eight months without a 
deficit. Okay. So this is weird. This is like kind of the opposite of what I'm always kind of talking about. I'm always like, Hey, you want to get out of a deficit, right? But this is where we don't want to just use, like, we can't use that advice for everything in all situations. Okay. So there are times where we want to make sure that we get out of a surplus um, and get into a deficit. Okay. So the more weight you gain and the longer you are in a surplus, the less sensitive to muscle growth you get, right? The long, So the more weight you gain, the less of that weight that you gain is going to be muscle compared to body fat. Um, and then the longer you're in that surplus, the same thing will happen as well. Okay. So uh, we do want to make sure that we have periods of time where we get into a calorie deficit. Okay. Um, so to combat this, you will get into a deficit for a short period of time, every four to six months. Um, this is where you can potentially implement a mini cut, which I am having an episode with Brandon DeCruz come out here in the next month on mini cuts. Um, so obviously when that comes out, uh, you know, make note of that and, and listen to that. Um, if you're listening to this in the future, hello, future people, um, then the mini cut episode should be like a couple episodes up from this uh, at, at some point. Um but yeah, so, so basically again, we just want to make sure that we get into a deficit every, every so often, which again, is like I said, kind of opposite of what I normally say. But if you're, if you're in that surplus for so long, again, that's a stressor on the body. This is where people that need to lose weight, like they're in that surplus for long periods of time. Right. So for them, that's where you want to get them into a deficit. Same thing with somebody who's trying to build. We do want to get you into a deficit at some point, I think for a couple of reasons, one, it's going to help with your hunger. So it's going to be easier to really kind of push, um, uh, the food um, that you need, um, I personally just, when I do lose some body fat, I just feel better overall. Okay. And that's going to be, that's going to play a role in your training. Um, when you are a little bit lower body fat levels, like you're probably going to recover better than when you're at higher body fat levels. Um, you might just feel more sluggish, which means you're not going to just, you're just not going to be able to train as well. So again, we want to make sure that we don't let things get too far on the other end of the extreme to where now we don't ever get into a deficit or ever cut any body fat. Okay. Um, plus it's probably just good for your body to like, not always be in a surplus, not always be in a deficit. So again, we want to find, this is again, where nutrition periodization is super important. Um, and, and again, there's seasons to nutrition, right? We're not always doing the same thing over and over again. So again, make sure that you are getting a deficit in there every once in a while. Now you can take this too far and do a deficit too often. We certainly don't want to do that. Um, but if you're somebody that's been building for six to eight months plus, you might want to implement some sort of shortcut. Um, again, doesn't necessarily have to be like a crazy cut, but just getting you in a deficit for a period of time is going to make things better. And again, this is just goes back to the resensitization, like kind of the, the training resensitization and, and things like that. The next thing you want to do is don't let activity levels fall too far. So being sedentary is poor for your overall health. Again, if you're not in a good state of health overall, building muscle is going to be tough, right? Your, your body's probably not going to prioritize building muscle. Um, so we do want to make sure we stay active. Okay. So staying active can help with insulin sensitivity, which will help your body utilize the nutrients. You give it much better. Um, a good number to shoot for is about six to 10 K per day. This is one thing that I've changed my mind on in the last year in terms of building is I definitely want to make sure that I'm getting my steps in because, you know, my thought was, you know, I don't want to eat as much. Um, and it's going to be hard to eat all that food. So I'll just, I'll just move less and, and that will be how I'll get there. But again, we know for your overall health that just being sedentary is not great for that. And again, if you're not in great health, building muscle is going to be tough. But like I said, the big thing is the insulin sensitivity. Um, th this Staying active is, is great for um, keeping your insulin very sensitive, which is again, great for how your body's going to utilize and absorb the nutrients you give it, right? Um, one other thing I want to say there, oh, uh, gut health too going for like walks after you eat can be great for 
digestion and just overall gut health, which again, if gut health is off, building muscle is going to be tough. So we do want to make sure that we have that um, set up. So, so again, making sure that you uh, stay active um, can just be great for overall health, insulin sensitivity, and just kind of general well being as well, which goes into overall health. Lastly, don't let your protein fall too far. Okay. Um, you still want to make sure you get in at least 0.7 grams per pound of body weight per day. Uh, again, if we let pro like, like I talked about early, we need to make sure we train. Okay. Like that's priority number one, but we need to, we need to also make sure we're getting in plenty of protein. It, you know, we could train a ton. So I'll take it the other way, right? You don't train, but you get a lot of protein in. Well, it's not going to be great for muscle growth. Now take it from the, the, the other way you train a ton, but then you don't get enough protein and you're also going to be hurting muscle growth. Right. So it's like, they go hand in hand, but it's like, you can't have, like, you need to make sure you have, have both of them essentially, if, if you want to build muscle. So we do want to make sure we get enough protein. in. what I'll say here is when you are, if your calories are a little bit higher, you can be a little, you can go a little bit lower with your protein if need be. Um, but the problem with that is if you increase your calories, then you're going to get more trace proteins from like carbohydrates. So like, for example, like tortillas and oats, you'll get some protein, which is protein, but it's not going to have all the essential amino acids you need. So like you do want to make sure that you're still getting like, you, you, you want to make sure that in a build still a lot of that protein is coming from your, you know, your normal protein sources, you know, think of your meats, you know, your fish, chicken, um, turkey, steak, stuff like that. Right. Um, dairy, but you also don't have to have your protein as high. So you kind of want to walk that fine line, but again, we just want to make sure that we don't get too much of that protein from, um, trace, uh, proteins from like carbohydrates. Okay. So again, super important that you keep your protein intake up during this time. Uh, that's obviously going to ensure that the, the, you know, you're training and then you're gaining weight. Now we know that most of that is going to be, um, more of it's going to be muscle compared to body fat. So that's it. Um, those are the things you want to do to keep your body primed for muscle growth. Again, this is going to be super helpful for you in a building phase. Um, so that way you can ensure that you are building muscle, which again is the main goal of a build, right? So if you have any questions on this topic, let me know. Um, that is it for this episode. And I will talk to you guys next week. Thank you for listening. If you want more free content like this, follow me on Instagram at jeffh91 underscore or visit jhhealth.net. See you next time.